Laura. And I'm Lisa. And this is the Paid Media Playbook, where we talk to marketing professionals about their challenges, tactics, and triumphs. Join us here at Double Z Media for weekly conversations about media strategies for marketing leaders. I've encountered a question over here in my little digital bubble where I don't talk to anyone else or acknowledge that there's other kinds of advertising. (laughs) Yes, Lisa. What the heck is up with agency of record letters? Oh, the old agency of record letter, the AOR. (laughs) Laura, we need an AOR. Yeah, so agency of record, I usually put paid media agency of record because I don't want to limit the client in thinking that we are trying to stop a creative firm or a PR firm or anyone else from being their PR firm of record. Yeah, they <laughs> can it, keep those jobs. Thanks. Yeah, you can please keep those jobs. <laughs> Although I like working with them. That's fun. So essentially, it is so that the and usually it comes with an exchange, like I get to be your agency of record, meaning I'm the only agency that gets to place media on your behalf. And in exchange, you get something from me, whether that be a category exclusivity and an annual commitment. You know, we have this set up for. And this way, the let's see, it's a television station or a billboard company or a transit company that sells ads has a letter that says Double Z Media is your paid media agency of record and is authorized to buy media on your behalf. And it goes on and on with a little bit of legalese. And I usually build in a category exclusivity because with media buying, I feel like it doesn't work to have two competing strategies considering we handle so much of the outbound strategy. So it's from a perspective of like, it helps everybody. It helps the client because the client, the marketing director knows that we are exclusive for them. It also helps the client because they don't have a thousand reps calling them trying to pitch stuff when we already told them that you didn't want to do that. Sometimes they don't believe us that we've already asked you about something. And so they go behind our backs and they come and talk to the client when we've already shared it with the client and the client's like, no. And we were like, yeah, I agree. This isn't a good idea. I understand that they're a terrific salesperson and they're a nice person, but our job is to find what's best for the client. And so that's why you have an AOR so that you don't have to field these questions, kind of a good cop, bad cop kind of thing where we get to sit there and be the heavy for you. Because when they go behind our backs and especially if it's something like I have clients that I've worked for for years and years, and I know for a fact that they would just be insulted if I brought certain things to them. They were like, (laughs) Laura, are you kidding me. You know, I would never do that. I would never spend money on that. We did that once five years ago when I was somewhere else because she was working somewhere else. And it was like, yeah, we did. And we hated it. So I would never do it. But the salesperson may just go direct to the client because they're not getting me to say yes. And then the client just gets upset. I think all of our clients are pretty awesome. They understand our value and they refer that person right back to us. So basically, an agency of record letter would prevent that from happening. I call it getting pitch slapped by a vendor. (laughs) So at at what point does the agency of record letter come in? Pretty much immediately. client sends it out to all of the vendors that they are working with saying, nope, now you talk to this agency now. Like, who handles that? Typically, the agency ends up doing it because there's many reasons. So it's a good question, Lisa. 
sometimes they don't require it at all because they've never advertised before. But a lot of times vendors will require it because they already had worked in the past with a different agency. And so they need an AOR that says, you guys are the agency of record now because we placed with this agency two years ago placed with us and we have them down as the agency of record. And so in order to change to a different agency, they need an AOR. You know, typically. And with an AOR, I've seen it where at the end of the day, they just need an email from the client. Okay, so this isn't like a wet ink on paper situation. No, no notarization needed. (laughs) No, sometimes it's an email. I mean, I have a template for my lawyer that looks more official, but I want to make this easy on the client too. It's just when you want category exclusivity and you're talking about bigger terms as part of the AOR, that can be a little different. If you're just emailing and saying, hey, Double Z can place media on my behalf and there's nothing else We could send that to the stations. But the AOR that goes between the agency and the client, I guess there's two different AORs. There's the one that we send to the vendors that lets them know. But then there's also the contract, the media contract that goes in between the agency and the media director, which is usually that's the one that has whatever terms that you have established your compensation, kind of the core obligations of each party. I'm trying to decide if that sounds better or worse than the labyrinthine process it is to connect to a Facebook page. I think it's totally different. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that's a lot of work. To Troubleshooting. Try to yeah. Troubleshooting. This is more like getting someone to think about a contract and you want to make it easy on a client. You don't want the client to feel like, oh my God, I'm signing my life away. But you're also like, well, you want these assurances. We want these assurances that we're all putting our necks out here. So this is taking care of both parties. So it's more stressful. I think it's more stressful. I mean, because you have to have a great relationship with your client or the client just gets it. Most most media directors get it. They understand that a contract is important for an agency because it does cover everybody's backs. Backside. It really sounds like it's almost just a formality. You wouldn't hire an agency if you weren't giving them authority to buy media on your behalf anyway. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So it is a formality. It just depends if you wanted to put extra things in those terms, as opposed to just this is our agency of record for sometimes there's a time frame. The only benefit, I think, to the way it works in the digital world is that I truly can't run ads until that process is done, until we've been given manager access to a Facebook account or a Google account. It's like a true line in the sand. There's no wiggle room. I can't say, oh, well, I'll get started for you this month, but I really do need that from you eventually. Right, right. Uh, No, you're right. You're right. Because we've done multi-month campaigns without an AOR just because we have good relationships in the market. It takes a while to go up the chain of command to get something signed, especially if you're dealing with like a government entity or anything legal. It's for sure going to take longer than they need to get up and running in media. It just seems like it doesn't turn around that quickly. And we don't want to be the bad guys and say, no, we're not helping you until you sign this, even though it's kind of just a formality. (laughs) Well, you know, and it depends on the client. There's clients who are like, hey, you know, if you're not going to sign it, I want payment in advance because I'm paying a staff. I'm paying for software. I'm paying for data. I'm paying for all these things that people need in order to place effective media buys. (laughs) And... Plus the media itself in the case of digital. Yeah, in digital. Yeah, that comes right out of pocket because I'm putting it on my card unless the client does. So, yeah, I really like AORs. Yeah. (laughs) 
Can you think of any downs? Is there a downside there? Mm -mm. Not for me and not for the client. I guess the client could technically, I mean, you got to have some kind of contract in place. You got to have something in place. Back in the old days, it was like, well, you know, you have to give us two weeks notice, you know, email used to be the way to do it. But I kind of like having that contract sitting on the server with everybody's signatures on it. (laughs) Well, and it's more than just I authorize you to place the media buy. It's also, hey, here's what to expect. Here's the process. Here's how it works. This is how much warning we need to change something. This is, you know, the rules are established. Yeah. Instead of both parties. Yeah. They Instead know. of just having like unspoken assumptions. Totally. How are you guys paid again? Yeah. <laughs> How does that all work? And it's all magic. It helps for transparency. You're able to map out your compensation. And deliverables, right? Like this is what you can expect from us. Absolutely. This is the kind of reporting. This is the frequency. This is how often we want to have meetings, but we're open to more and that sort of thing. Yeah, Or fewer once you get into the meeting hell of fourth quarter and everyone's like, can we cut back? <laughs> I know. I think yeah. we just had three clients say, we're good. We trust you. <laughs> I know. I need an hour back. (laughs) Well, I know because you start to get on these calls. We have weekly calls with almost all of our clients. Once you're kind of dialed in with a client, they're like, so we don't really have a lot to talk about because we've kind of been staying on top of it. If you got a good account manager on board at the agency, they're pushing. Everybody knows what's going on all the time anyway. So biweekly has become more of a regular now. And that's nice. That is nice. It gets everybody more time. It's a great place to be. Thank you for listening to the Paid Media Playbook. Want more content like this? Sign up for our newsletter at doublezmedia.com newsletter. You can also find the link in the episode description. 